Hi, this is Lindsay and Maggie, and you are listening to Love, Life, and Everything in Between. Hey, Linz. Hey, yeah. How's it going? Good. I'm so, so excited to be here, and thank you, everyone that's listening. It's just so exciting <clears throat> that we're finally on our first episode of this podcast. This is something that Maggie and I have been talking about um, for such a long time and that, um, yeah, this podcast, this idea has just been something that's really living in our space. And so we're finally making it happen and we're coming into this with the intention of really holding space for each other and for this community to share, to have a safe space to talk about it all, love, life, and everything in between. There's no topic that's taboo or, you know, um, out of bounds. And I think that that's something that's so, so incredibly beautiful. Yeah. And speaking of that, Lindsay, so we're, today we, we, we're going to talk about, um, about vulnerability and yes. what does that mean and what, what do we see vulnerability is? Yeah. What does that mean? Um, yeah. So I know for me, um, a lot of people think that vulnerable means weak and or fragile, and it doesn't. There's a big difference. For me, it means being able to totally open yourself up and say, this is really how I'm feeling. These are things that scare me because once we, or that excite me, um, or that I'm nervous about, because once we embrace our vulnerability, we can really step step forward into everything we want to be. What does Absolutely. it mean for you, Lindsay? Oh yeah. I mean, oh, vulnerability is actually just one of my favorite concepts. It's like, I think it's what makes us human. And I think that truly is why vulnerability is such a strength <laughs> is because vulnerability really requires courage right? Like you can't yeah. separate being vulnerable with being courageous. And that's why it's so strange that being vulnerable or sharing your story has almost gotten a reputation for being weak or making you less than because for you to share your story, for you to step into being vulnerable, you really have to conquer some fears. You have to conquer some limiting beliefs. You have to conquer the part of you that wants to keep you safe and you show up anyway in your authenticity. And to me, that is courage. I think vulnerability directly equates to courage for me. Oh, I like that. That's amazing. Yes, it is. I agree. It is courageous. And it's, it is, uh, you're right. It's almost counterintuitive because I do think a lot of people think, oh, vulnerable is vulnerable equals weak. And it certainly mm -hmm. does not. It, um, if we can re reshift our thinking on that, it's really a beautiful thing because and, and it's, it's easy to get locked into. I mean, we've all been afraid before. We've all, you know, we all want to be loved and make a good impression. And I see, um, I see a lot of issues with vulnerability with people in relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the bravest thing you can do to <clears throat> access your vulnerability in a relationship. And even, and it's, it is scary because you're really putting yourself out there and you don't know what the answer is going to be. Um, and then, but you do it. And then you take that leap of faith 
and again, you can, you, you, you want to risk, you know, but it's so such a risk worth taking. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't know. T- I, tell me some of the times that you have been or felt the most vulnerable or one time that you felt super vulnerable. Oh man, <laughs> I can think of so many times, but, um, you know, since you were just talking about relationships specifically, I think that being vulnerable in relationships, I totally agree that it's so worth it and it's so key. And to really believe in vulnerability, you have to start being vulnerable. Like the more times that you're vulnerable, the more you can look back and see how worth it it was and how it strengthened your relationship. And so I think for me, um, when I think about a time that I felt really vulnerable, I think it's any time that I want to express my feelings about that person to that person. So for example, my partner's name is Sean. We live together in Brooklyn. And um, I think when we first started dating, when we didn't know each other super well, I felt the most vulnerable in just telling him, hey, I really like you. I like spending time with you. You inspire me. You make me feel safe. You know, like expressing I love you for the first time. I think that was extremely vulnerable. And I think that's how a lot of people think of vulnerability. But today, three years later, um, now I feel like what's the most vulnerable for me is when I show up and I'm unhappy with him or I'm just unhappy in general. And I have to express, hey, what you said hurt me or it rubbed me the wrong way or it confused me. Can we talk about it? And that alone, like sharing those feelings used to cripple me. I mean, it was the most vulnerable thing I could do. It was so scary. And once I did it anyway, I realized, you know, this is how I fell in love with Sean. It's one of the things I still love the most about him is he always holds me in that space. And instead of getting angry or reacting at at how I feel, he's always like, of course we can talk about it. Like share your feelings with me. And it's a safe space for me to feel anything, you know, and we hold that space for each other. And that type of vulnerability, that level of vulnerability ultimately leads to trust. And I think that that's something else. You can't really have trust without vulnerability, but how do you think vulnerability plays a role in your relationships? Well, I think it's huge. And it's interesting that you say that because, you know, I've, I've been at, uh, um, at, I'm, I'm a scooch older than you, a, a huge scooch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I've been in with my husband, uh, for almost 20 years, which is just super scary. It seems like so incredible. So sounds so long, but it feels like every day it's just, I love him even more. And, but I can remember when, um, you know, we were first involved and I mean, he, he, it took him a long time to, he's a slow mover as far as with, with a lot of things. But, um, I remember, uh, we were, you know, spending a ton of time together. We both had our own apartment and it just seemed like a very, um, kind of, a lot of money and just when I wasn't at this apartment at all. And so, you know, logically all my friends were like, why don't you ask him to move in together? And the thought of this is so now I'm laughing so hard because we've been together. We, he's like, you know, we finish each other's thoughts. I I mean, we are just like two little peas in a pod, but at the time it was so scary. And I can still remember, 
I, I know exactly what I had on. I know the date. I know the temperature outside. I can totally visualize it. I can recreate it. And, and my heart was racing. And I'm like, you would, I mean, you would have thought I was going skydiving or something because I was afraid. <laughs> I was so afraid. It's going to make me cry. Everything does these days. But anyway, um, uh, and I remember asking, you know, like, how am I going to phrase this? What and I finally just came out with it. And, and, there, and then there was this, uh, and I said, I really love you. We're spending a ton of time together. It's, it seems silly. And, and again, and he, and so I was vulnerable and the ants, he said, I'm not ready yet for mm. that. And again, those, I was like, he didn't say no, but that wasn't the answer that I wanted, but I thought, all right, I'll sit with it and I'm not going to push on it anymore. And tabled it for a little while. And then sure enough, everything works out the way it's supposed to and it did but i put myself in that space and it's 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 frightening yeah oh my gosh and not only were you vulnerable in sharing that with him but the time after that like the times you were hanging out you were still dating and it was on the table your feelings were out there and he said he's not ready yet but you still showing up still being committed to one another you know like still existing in each other's space while having that kind of disconnect that right there that's some powerful vulnerability and i know exactly what that feels like because like sean and i just went through that too we've lived together now for a year um but i remember when we first talked about living together i thought it was going to happen a lot sooner than it did and i'll never forget we were playing like a silly card game like a board game um it's called what do you mean I don't know if any of you guys have played it, but we were playing it and there was a card about when your girlfriend asks you to move in with you. And so you're supposed to pair a meme to that scenario. And he went on this weird tangent about how like we weren't anywhere near ready to do that yet. And he said it lightheartedly and kind of in a joking way. But in my heart, I was like, whoa, we're, we're not close to that. Like really? Cause we'd been dating for a year and a half and you know, we were pretty inseparable and very in love. And it would just, it made sense to me I, again with like, I was barely at my apartment. So I was at his apartment all the time. Like it didn't make sense to have two apartments. Anyway, I had, I got so hurt by that conversation and I had to table it. And we did not talk about that ever again, <laughs> ever again for another like year and a half. And then sure enough, we sat down to dinner one day and out of the clear blue sky, Sean was like, you know, I really think that we should move in together. And I was just like, whoa, wait, what? And wasn't expecting it at all. Um, but then like three months later, we lived together. And that was at the start of the pandemic. That's a whole nother story for another time. But I know that feeling of you know, I didn't have the courage to actually tell Sean what I was ready for. It kind of came in a roundabout way. And then I vulnerably had to show up in this relationship feeling like, oh, are my feelings further along than his? Like, I thought we were on the same page and now we're not. What does that mean? And living in that space can be really uncomfortable, extremely vulnerable, but it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing, right? And it just is like, with any, especially romantic relationships or any relationship, even in a friendship, even in our friendship, you're not gonna be on the same page with someone all the time and you have to respect that 
difference. Like just because you're not on the same page doesn't mean that anything's wrong. It just means you have to be patient, continue communicating. And I think that is a really vulnerable space to be in. Yeah. Yeah, it is a vulnerable and, and uh, romantic relationships are extremely tricky with that because even, and even after now, after all this longevity, there's still times that I'll say, Hey, this is what I'm really, I'm really scared of this or this really. And he, he, as well as we know one another, he's like, Oh, okay. I get it. Like I'll, I'll, you know, and that's what you do when you admit your vulnerability and you're with someone that appreciates that you know that they're not going to take it and bash it. They're going to go with you on it and work with you on it. And friends too. Yeah. I mean, it's very hard to be vulnerable with friends too. I have a very dear friend and, and, uh, you know, it's, she, she, uh, she, it was unfortunate, but she lied to me. It was a blatant lie and it was really painful. And I had to go and I said, you know, this really hurt me. I mean, the ego side of me wanted to be like, oh, you know, screw it. I don't care. It doesn't bother. This is fine. I'm strong. I'm tough. I can handle this. I don't need it. But it takes vulnerability to go and say, you know, it did really hurt me. It did. Yeah. I'm hurt. What are we going to do about it? Right. Right. I mean, how, how did it make you feel when you were vulnerable and kind of, you know, I don't want to say standing up for yourself because that's, that has like a certain connotation to it, but just, um, standing in your authentic, in your on your authenticity, like in your authentic feelings, showing yourself and saying, this is how I feel. It's hard. It's scary. Vulnerable and being vulnerable does take authenticity. And I think for most people, it's really, really hard, even though you're an empath, I'm an empath, but it just, there's that, that, that when that ego gets in the way, it says, no, 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 don't do that. Don't be vulnerable. That will, that's scary. That's not going to work out well. And now what I found out after uh, is that it really usually does. It may not work out exactly the way you thought it was going to, or the way you wanted it to, but it will free the space and clear the space for a lot of forward motion and not staying stuck. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that and saying that because I completely agree. And I think that's why we're so afraid to be vulnerable is because we're afraid it's not going to work out the way that we want it to. But when it like living in denial or living in fear of getting an answer, is kind of like living in a lie or being in denial. If you don't have the answer, everything's fine. But sometimes getting the answer is the best thing you can do for yourself to find clarity, truth, and to find what's really meant for you, what's what's best for you. And yeah, that clearing the space, um, I think is the phrase you used and that really resonates with me. And I think there's something too about like vulnerability creates the space, holds space for truth. And sometimes when you're vulnerable with people, it can clear out the energy. Like for example, if I, you know, if you and I got in an argument, similar situation, and I needed to come to you and just say, you know, Maggie, what you said really hurt my feelings. I'm creating the space for truth. I can put my feelings on the table. You can put your feelings on the table and we can reconcile it or look at it in a really objective, loving way. Because by expressing vulnerability, I'm not expressing my feelings to you to put you down, to hurt you, even to say that what you said was wrong. What you said could have been completely innocent, but it's the way that I received it. But by me sharing my feelings, it's because I sincerely want our energy to be cleared. I don't want any negative vibes. I don't want to, 
be wondering if you're mad at me or feel mad at you, hold any resentment. Mm -hmm. When I'm vulnerable with you and I share feelings like that, that's my way of saying, I really care about the health, the health of our relationship. And I want to make sure that we're getting back to a neutral or better than neutral. Better than neutral, better than Mm -hmm. neutral. Yeah. I think because that's when it, like I said, it really opens up the space. And again, you have to be very, very uh, judicious about um, who you are super vulnerable with. Although I'm, I think ultimately when you get to a place and you allow yourself that vulnerability, even if somebody doesn't receive that gift of it, you're still in a space where you know it was the right thing for you. But, but you can, with the people that are your closest, like I said, you know that they're going to take that as, and be like, wow, that is super cool that she was that open and vulnerable with me to allow and talk about that. And it really changes. Like there's so many times I've been absolutely amazed at uh, when people do that, when they, when they open up and let you in and say, yeah, I'm really scared of that. And you, were, and you just look at them because w- what we see is not always what is going on, you know? And uh, yeah, I have a friend and she, you know, everything looks just really super perfect and shiny and glossy from the outside. And uh, when she lets her vulnerability come through, it's really refreshing because it's not perfect. It's not, it's actually, there's a lot of mess going on. And not that we wish that for anybody, but it allows people to go, oh my gosh, okay, you know, I, 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 this it is not what it- It allows people to see you. Yeah. You know, it's like, instead of seeing the mask that someone is putting on, you can see through that into their heart and you think, wow, I really see you. <laughs> and I think as a friend too, you know how to be there for your friends. Like I think when people share their feelings with you, it allows you to know what they need and how you can really serve that friendship or serve that relationship. And that's why I feel like vulnerability is just so, so, so important is because that's what really allows true connection. And you can't have true, deep, meaningful connection without vulnerability. And that's why I think this is such a great topic for us to be talking about today is because that's really what we wanted this whole podcast to be about was creating a space to vulnerably share, to vulnerably talk out different ideas. Um, and I know that we really enjoy doing that together. And I just, I think that it's so important for everyone to have the space to be able to do that and to create a community for us to, you know, foster, foster those types of, of conversations and that type of communication. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just so important. And really, I mean, we've been talking about deep like stuff here, but I was thinking about even in just relationships and I know we've been in COVID, which has been bizarre, but when you recognize someone else's vulnerability, whether it's, whether it's the, the, the person at the post office or a waiter in a restaurant, or, um, I think I told you I was on the phone. I think I told you the story and, um, this woman, I was setting up an appointment or whatever. And she said, you know, cause we've had so much loss of connection during this weird time. Mm-hmm. But I think and everybody would say that I felt extremely vulnerable during this time on so many levels. And I said to her, I, she goes, okay, you're all set down. I said, how are you? And she burst into tears and she's like, I don't even know this person. Right. And she's like weeping. And she's like, oh my gosh, thank you for asking. Like, I feel like I've just haven't had any connection. And she was really like laying all this out. And I thought, wow, how brave, you know, she doesn't know me. Um, yeah. uh, 
and it was it was just super cool so even with people that we may not ever deal with again or see again or doesn't just have to be in our most close relationships i think if we take that vulnerability into every aspect yeah and realize that we're all there or trying to get there then it just i don't know it's a pretty amazing thing that that when you see it that way i for me anyway i thought it was absolutely and it it really does foster that connection and i've been thinking about this so much recently um because I'm a coach and you know that, um, but yeah, I'm a sacred self coach and I work with people on loving themselves. And I think so many people right now, myself included, have felt so disconnected from each other. Even those of us who can see our friends and family in a safe, socially distanced way, or some of us are going back to work in person, um, and again, with all the precautions and everything, even then when we can kind of slowly introduce connection in some type of way, it's not back to where it was. It's not what we've been used to. And even still, I think so many of us are feeling disconnected from one another. Even right now, like I can see you, Maggie, I can see your face on Zoom, but you're not next to me and I'm not giving you a hug. And so we are all getting used to new types of connection and when words are all we have right when we're talking on the phone or we're typing into a computer and really virtually is how we're all connecting vulnerability becomes even more important because you don't have that physical touch you can't sit in someone's energy physically with them in the room and feel what they're going through and i really identify to that with that and i know you do too as an empath I'm used to being able to feel people's energy. And so when I don't actually have physical humans next to me, I start feeling really disconnected. Even if I talk to 10 clients a day, I didn't feel their physical presence next to me. And that really affects me. So anyway, I really do think that vulnerability is especially important right now as we're connecting virtually because that's what brings out this feeling of truly connecting with another person that I think we overlooked before like in our virtual world everything was just kind of a facade or you only showed what you wanted the general public to see because you had your friends and family that you could kind of be vulnerable to in private but now that we're losing some of those physical connections in more many more ways than one i think that getting vulnerable with each other in our virtual conversations is so important too Yes. And we're all such, I mean, we are also incredibly vulnerable anyway. And then it's times a hundred during this COVID situation because it has yes. been just absolutely, um, uh, it, it's just been so hard for so many, for everybody and so many people in so many different levels. And we just also, I'll speak for myself and I, and I feel sure Lindsay feels the same way. Just sending you guys all love and huge, hopefully you're getting some real hugs from people. Um, but sending you a virtual hug. And, and then I, I think it's again, oh, I, I don't know if I told you this, but you know, people have been, everybody has reacted to this thing so differently. And um, I, we were coming in one day, I, I live in a large building and uh, this was kind of when all this is still really new and it's still new because we still don't know what's going on. The hope of the vaccine is just incredible and that it's working amazing. But we were in our mail room and there was a, an elderly gentleman 
And I guess he felt that Chris was getting too close to him and he just, he majorly spazzed out. And he's like, I just can't get my arms. I don't know what to do. I'm really afraid. And instead of, you know, for, he was, he was kind of lashing out like it. And I said, I said, we, we are standing back. We are way over here. Don't worry. Take your time. We are way more than six feet away from you and it's cool. And we're masked up and we're glad. And, you know, and I just realized he was so vulnerable and so afraid. I don't know what his story was. I don't know what it is, but I know that when we come from a lot of times when we're super vulnerable and we don't embrace the vulnerability, it comes out anger or, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But just to let him rest in that space and realize how afraid he was. Yeah. You know, absolutely. It, again, you know, I don't, I haven't seen him since, but it worked. It was a way of taking, uh, of accepting his fear and, and he was very vulnerable, you know? Yeah. Well, and comforting him, um, you know, when he was, you know, it was showing up as fear or anger, as you were saying, you were able to comfort him in the way of repeating, you know, no problem. We're backing up, you know, we are, we are masked, we're socially distanced, just reassuring him, like, we respect your boundaries, we hear you, you are vulnerable, and we hold you in that. We see that you're vulnerable, and we respect your boundaries, even in the way that you said, you know, said that and communicated that to him. I think that that is such a compassionate reaction, you know, and I think that's the other thing about vulnerability is so many of us are looking for comfort, we're looking for love, we're looking for connection. But if we are not vulnerable and we don't speak that need to others, we won't get that. So if I'm feeling really lonely and I just want someone to call me, but I'm sitting at home not telling anyone that I need to talk, no one's calling me because no one knows, right? And so we can get in this spiral. And I've been there many times with my own, you know, struggle with anxiety and depression um, in the past. We can sit there and get in this spiral where we're like, nobody cares about me. But then it's also, it's like, but who have you told? Have you told anyone that you have this need? Have you expressed that this is how you're feeling? And if the answer is no, be vulnerable, like really be vulnerable because that is your power. That's your power to change your future, to change the outcome, right? Like if you're feeling lonely, you have the power to speak that to someone else so that they can comfort you. Like people that you trust or even strangers online at this point. I mean, so many of us know how vulnerable we all are and not all of us feel like we have safe relationships around us to really be vulnerable to and that's what people like us are here for this community this podcast there are other therapists coaches healers light workers i mean or just your average joe who has a kind heart and wants to help you feel supported you know, this is the time where we all get to come together and support each other, but we can't do that if we're all have our walls up and are pretending like everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in this day and age, it is so again, um, such weird times that we're living in and the, 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 what we put out there and especially with all the social media and the stuff that's like so filtered and so adjusted. And so it's like, I, you know, I, I just think vulnerability is, is just a, a, just a very cathartic uh, thing to do and say, hey, okay, you know, this is where I'm at. This is, you know, because like, 
I mean, people that know you obviously know more about you and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to get that. But even like in these random situations that, I, that we were talking about, it's just so nice to just refreshing to see people put it out there and say, Oh, here I am. This is how I'm, I'm really scared. I'm really unsure. Like another example, this was again of somebody that, that this guy came to fix the, um, the, I had to get a landline because the cell service is so bad and it should have been an easy thing. And he was so frustrated and he's like, and he just turned around and snapped at me. He goes, I, this is, he goes, I don't know what to do. I've never had this happen. And again, I said, okay. I said, that's cool. We'll figure it out. I don't know what I'm doing with that, but you know what? You'll figure it out or you'll call your supervisor or whatever. Let me get you a glass of water. Why don't you just take a minute, settle it. And it's all good. And he was, cause I just could see his, he's like, but this is my job. It's just like, yeah, well, we've all had stuff in our job that we don't know what, what we're doing. Right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I have that probably like, you know, all the time. Yeah. But it's, but it's frustrating and vulnerable to say, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm really <laughs> exactly. confused. I need some help. Yeah. Honesty. Love it. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> right? Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think, again, like that perfectly ties us back into the idea that vulnerability really equals courage because sometimes it takes courage to be honest. Sometimes it takes courage to share your feelings, but the more vulnerable you are, the more that people know what mm -hmm. your wants, your needs, your desires are, and the universe can kind of rush in to help you because no one knows if you don't speak it and speaking it takes courage and courage is vulnerability. So I think that that is a beautiful note to wrap up with today. Um, yes. What an incredible conversation. I'm just so, so excited to be holding this space with you, Maggie, to be having this podcast, <clears throat> to be creating this community. Um, such an incredible opportunity for us both. Is there anything, is there anything that you want to wrap up with today or say before we send everyone off? I would just say, yeah, thanks to all of you. And, and again, sending you tons of love and light. And um, yeah, just appreciate, appreciate the vulnerability in yourself and others. And it's just really a great thing to do. And uh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Well, one thing that we've talked about as far as um, our intention for this podcast is we really want to leave you all each week with either a quote or a powerful question that we can leave you with to think about throughout the week. So this week, what I've got for you guys is this simple question, which is what does vulnerability mean to you? I think it means something a little different to each and every one of us. All of us have had very different experiences surrounding vulnerability and I think it's a beautiful place to start to just reflect on what vulnerability means to you this week. And even taking one step further, maybe how you can find power in your vulnerability. How can you see vulnerability as being something that is courageous, something that indicates strength? So yeah. That's what we will leave you guys with today. Thank you so, so much for joining us. And we can't wait to see you all back here next week. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks, Mags.